Howdy y'all, didn't see you there. Welcome to Secondary Fermentation presented by East Carolina Bear Brewing. <laughs> uh, that went very well. We're back for episode nine. Um, we've nine. got we've got uh, Nick over here. I didn't let him say his own name this time. And we've got Lauren. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are both here. We do. She didn't try to to make an intro attempt again, but I changed it up with a little bit of a country mm-hmm. voice. Yeah. So it's pretty very fitting. Yeah, because. Uh, Nick and I just came back from Nashville, Tennessee. Tennessee. You're mm-hmm. the only ten I see. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you talking to? Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> She's looking into the mirror. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Nick and I went on a, a whirlwind trip to Nashville. We got there on Friday evening and left on Sunday oh, yeah. morning. So, bam, uh, bam. Yep, exactly. Thank you, ma'am. Hit up some things, checked out some breweries. Actually, I went to a couple... Little distilleries, got some dinner, had some more beer. It's a good time. What was your What was your favorite part of the trip? Um, well, there were a few breweries that I think we had in mind leading up to the weekend. Uh, made it to a couple of them. It was nice going to Beater Iris because it's one that I've had a beer yeah. or two others here. Um, I think it's probably one of the the larger ones in Nashville. Um, I also just like the day we kind of walked around for a bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't do a ton of uh, hoofing it, but w- when we did, it was, you know, Nashville, like downtown and, and surrounding parts is really, really yeah. nice to look at during the day. And it was beautiful weather. So um, I enjoyed just getting out in the fresh air and walking around and goofing around with the guys, um, having some laughs. Good to meet those guys. I hadn't met any of them except for Bogey, so... And Chris, yeah. Sharing some laughs. Sharing some laughs. But, you know, it was, it was a good trip. Yeah, we did a lot of cool stuff. I like Bearded, Bearded Iris, too. I was really looking forward to going there, and I was not disappointed. Oh. Their beer's crushing it. They're talked really good. To, uh, talked to a wedding party there, didn't we? we yeah, talked, we did. Uh, I can't remember if I was we there, but... Talked to a wedding party. We ended up talking to the groom's mother. Interesting. I didn't uh, tell you this yet. We um, chatted it up no. with her for a bit. Yeah, yeah well, I went over to the to the bar to get another beer and Nick was standing there talking to me <laughs> so I just kind of joined in on the conversation yeah. and the, the bride at that point walked up and was like who are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> Two random guys at the bar. Right? Yeah and then she left and then like she was just telling us how proud she was of her son and all this stuff so. That sounds like your mother. <laughs> yeah she was a, she's a very doting mom and it was just really Aww. fun to listen to her talk about how excited she was and mm-hmm. um yeah, and I think it's just like we've talked about this. Uh, I think in another episode about you know beer being sort of a uh, social lubricant. <laughs> social lubricant. So it, I mean, we at that point it was later in the day, so I think we were just feeling pretty, pretty relaxed. We had a fun day. I, I just uh, I don't remember how I even started talking to her. To be honest, I think <laughs> yeah. I maybe just noticed that she was dressed up and that she was with this group, and so I was like, oh, you know, just somebody get married, and yeah, and of course she's willing just to like chat it up. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, the other thing was really cool about Nashville. They have the most uh, 10-gallon hats and Stetsons per capita. Yeah. 10-gallon <laughs> uh, hat? 10-gallon ten, ten hats, yeah. yeah. All right, how does it get that name? Well, you fill it up with 10 gallons of... It's actually a keg, and you can get 10 gallons of beer in it. Oh, yeah. You didn't know that? You didn't know that? This is a hat? Yeah. It's, All it's these a cowboys colloquial got term hats. for those, like... Cowboy hats, they call them ten gallon hats sometimes. Yeah, they're like tall. Yeah, yeah just like, yeah, yeah. You know, okay. wide, like, brim, big old like, wide brim, curt, you know, like 
cowboy hat. Like, yes, ma'am. I yes, ma'am. Rootin' tootin'. Uh, yeah, there were a ton of them. And <laughs> our one friend was is from uh, Long Island, and he thought it was hilarious, all the cowboy hats, and he kept like posting on, line, on social media, <laughs> <laughs> counting all the cowboys <laughs> that he saw. Yeah. It was It was pretty funny. But yeah, that was cool. Um, live music too was really fun. Though. Oh yeah, the live music it's is everywhere. Amazing. Yeah, good bands. Just like yeah, everywhere, even multiple in the same place. Yeah. Um, but the breweries, yeah, we hit hit up Bearded Iris. We went to Monday Night Brewing. Monday Night, that's that was another fun. That one. was really good. Plus, we had beer at like dinner. We we had um, at the Corsair Distiller. I think there were um, a couple beers. Yeah, they had there. some. Mm-hmm. Um, they had some of the other local beers, and then before we left on Sunday, we checked out Tailgate Brewing, yeah. and <laughs> accidentally stumbled into like a, a Cincinnati Bengals uh, fan club or watch party. Watch party <laughs> because we walked out on the patio, and there's like 30 people wearing orange jerseys, and one guy wearing a blazer with their logo on it, and everything. It was pretty funny. So we joined in, and we were uh, temporary Bengals fans. <laughs> yeah. Our Bengals lost, so we were a tough, tough oh, loss got, yep. to the Browns. They got creamed. We'll have to watch. Well, they're on a bye this week, though, so we'll be back. We'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to fly out to Nashville and go to yeah. tailgate. <laughs> See you guys next Sunday, well, a week from Sunday. Yeah. But no, it was, it was a good time. Uh, 10 out of 10 would recommend. I probably would stay yeah. there longer than like 36 hours, mm-hmm. though. We got no sleep. I mean, really. Oh, re- yeah. Pretty much. I but, mean, uh, between that and the, the horrible beds. The, yeah. <laughs> there and have some good airport beers. I think that's important to know. Mm-hmm. Um, you might have followed us on our Instagram stories this past weekend and uh, checked in a few airport beers along the way oh, yeah. to and from. It just makes for a good start to your trip and a good conclusion. And yeah, it really does. It just uh, wraps things up, gets them going, wraps them up. Just nice. I don't know. There's just something about the ambiance of an airport beer, even though like I wouldn't say that ambiance of a, the airport is great, but it's just like knowing <laughs> like, yeah, I'm try. I'm going somewhere like, yeah. I could just chill for a little bit because I got nothing to do but wait. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that got unnaturally deep. It did. Really <laughs> deep. Oh, here it's. I got nothing to do but wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's simple Rick's Airport Lounge. <laughs> you got nothing to do but wait. Yeah, I mean, regardless of the fact that the beers at the airport are a lot more expensive. $12. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Just a natural in general. You're paying for experience <laughs> and the, the ambiance. Can I get a bottle of Bush Light? That'll be $9, please. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a true story. Um, $9? At the first the first night, our first like honky-tonker bar we went to, it was like bottled beer. And they were like $9 each. It was, a, yeah, it was For insane. like domestic bottles. Mm-hmm. What? No joke. Yeah, everything was like insane. The membrane. Oh, did y'all have a bushwhacker while y'all were there? No. No. I told you. I'm af- I would be afraid to go into an establishment and say, can I have a bushwhacker? <laughs> oh, and they're like, oh yeah, those are... I just said bush. <laughs> <laughs> See? No wonder. That, th- yeah, that one would probably have only been like If you go up to a bar and you ask for a bushwhacker, they're going to say, those are around back. <laughs> no, but it's like... See a guy. The <laughs> the guy with the red pipe. And <laughs> it's like, could you want the bushwhacker? <laughs> <laughs> What is it? What is a bushwhacker? And, and it's like an alcoholic frosty, is what it tastes like. Uh, like Wendy's frosty. Yeah, like 
I'm sorry. Is, are there another? <laughs> Frosty, Frosty the Snowman. Is, okay, yes. Frosty eat flakes. <laughs> you know, it's like alcoholic Frosty. That's why he like, lost his hat, you know? A Wendy's Frosty. Yeah. <laughs> Wendy's Frosty. Like a McDonald's Big Mac? Like a Burger King Whopper? No, like the candy Whopper, the multi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. See, now we're... Yeah. Common misunderstanding. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, no, definitely have to go back, but I'd, I'd make a, a longer trip out of it just to not... Yeah, to see some sightseeing. To go and too. actually do some sightseeing. Yeah, I mean... Hey, the one place we went to where that Corsair distillery, they have like a, like, museum for like yeah. a, like, like a car factory or like some oh. sort of thing. So they had like all the... Little winches and... Like, yeah, yeah, equipment was intact Perfect. and all that stuff. So it was really cool to see that. Yeah, did a little little wine tasting there too, a little uh, whiskey tasting. We were really cultured, really. <laughs> yes, we we're um, around the world. Half Luton. Half Luton. Half Luton, we were. Good golly. We drank a lot of beer, but uh, you know, I think now we're back. We're getting right back into the swing of things. There's no no time lost when it comes to drinking beer. There ain't no rest for the wicked. Speaking of beer, let's crack one. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you got to make that sound effect. You're committed to that bit now. I am. Just, you know. I am. Oh yeah. Today we are cracking from Gizmo Brew Works, which is in Raleigh. Uh, they're known for um, a lot of sours. I think a lot of like uh, lighter beers too. Mm-hmm. I think they're you know they're really good for uh, that market. But they have a series called Forbidden Fruits, and they alternate or they you know substitute different. Um, Additives. So this one is actually the Gizmo Forbidden Fruits with Blackberry Mint. So this is a goza. Ooh, minty. It's gonna be a nice little sour to kind of break up stout season. Trekking of a beer. That's always a nice sound. Gizmo. Hopefully your volume's down because these cracks are loud. Here's a nice little glass for you, sir. Huh. Ooh, lighter than expected. Yes. That is a lot lighter than anticipated. Yeah, it wasn't I like I don't something about the can. You think it'd be almost like a yeah. plum color or like some What's on that can? Blackberry. Um well the, the art's really pretty. It's a pair of hands holding some blackberries and mint leaves and Ooh. there's a a snake. Ooh, like yeah. you know the forbidden fruit. It's like serpent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So maybe the hands are those of Adam. I don't know. <laughs> this is hard to this say. This is a very deep <laughs> podcast. We're interpreting. Eve, Tempted? She, Eve, she ate the forbidden fruit. Oh, it's yeah. actually representing the mint and the berry. The mint is the no, but the hands delicately holding the apple, and the berry is the snake in the grass coming to cause the betrayal of your palate. <laughs> that rasp is something. <laughs> this makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> Well, look, look at that, though. I mean... I wish I could do David Attenborough's boy. Is it just me? There's a bit of, like, uh... It's obviously a little bit of haze, but it's got, like... Yeah. It's this constant um, rise of bubbles. Effervescence. Yeah, good word. In the natural environment of Ever- the beer. Wake me up. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's... Did you say wake me up tonight? Yeah, is that... Well, are those like, the lyrics? I don't. It doesn't it no. say "Wake me up inside." Yeah. Oh, you're right. Wake me up. Wake me up inside. Get, get up. I really just like the really angry portion. So like me. <laughs> <laughs> I like the goofy version. Oh uh, yes. yeah, but uh, still bubbling. How do you guys describe this color? 
Um, opaque. It is. Ah, yes. To be quite certain, <laughs> it is in fact a light daffodil. Yeah, it's got a bit of that kind of like yellow gold color. Yeah. But look at the, I mean, just in the bottom, the, the effervescence is And it has so a, it, it creates this haziness that reminds me of like a gummy bear. Um, oh, yeah. Oh. It's like the clear gummy yes. bear. Yeah. Um, I, I prefer, that was, it's the pineapple gummy pineapple bear, Pineapple juice it's colored, pineapple. yeah. What it looks like to me here is like when you watch a fireworks show. And like the the remaining like little streamers of smoke oh. after the big boom, wow. and you see like a cascade of smoke we're just debris. really being descriptive today. <laughs> I know we're on, we're on our our A level game. I think Nashville did us some favors. A little it opened charge. up our eyes to the art mm-hmm. and culture. We'll see about that. Yeah, so minty a, yeah. smells like some like you walk through the store and you accidentally pass pass the end cap that's got like. Uh, essential oils on it. <laughs> You're like, what is this smell? Hmm. It almost smells a little like lavender-ish too, but yeah, so kind of like earthy herbal. On top of that, like you know, herbal. the the tartness of the goes is not as strong or like uh, sharp, I guess, on the nose. Yes, herbal or herbal for all of our herbal. friends across the pond. I'm wondering if I can pick up any of the blackberry. It does have a berry sweetness. Complimenting it. I think that's mm-hmm. where I kind of get the fruity, like walking into a spa kind of a smell. Yeah. I mean, if this was a hand lotion, I would use this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would I mean, use this. It can be. If a this was lotion. a hand sanitizer, I would drink this. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Wait, is that what you're supposed to do? No. So, do you drink hand sanitizer? <laughs> well, I mean, it's called the one I would use today was called warm vanilla sugar didn't taste like that <laughs> you have no business making sanitizer smell that good yeah why tart tart but yeah then it's i do get that like light. little hint of like mint leaf um mm-hmm. you know it's not as strong as you know brushing your teeth or like having a mojito where the mint's just like yeah punching the teeth but no it's just like a subtle subtlety of mint you know it's mm. a herbal tea very light though in flavor too. The the overall flavor profile is very light. Um, yeah, it's not. It's a very delicate beer. Yeah, it's like good a though. good summery goza where you know. I mean, granted, we're in November now, but it's a little tart. That was for you. very tart for your palate, maybe. Yes, yeah. it was. Pucker? Did it cause you to pucker your? I think probably You're my also chamomile tea. tea. <laughs> <laughs> like probably contributing mm. chamomile tea. No, I will say if I get if I get more in the back of the tongue, I do kind of get a bit more of that sour note. But I'm not I really like a ton of blackberry. No, not and it's like just I think it's just tartness from it's like that tartness berry tartness that you get. Yeah, like raspberry sometimes if mm-hmm. they're not. Well, you know, I actually do get blackberry, but like more like the blackberry when I used to go. Uh, on bike riding with my dad and we'd find a bush and it'd have berries in it and then you'd Fresh take them off and they weren't really ripe but they were so sour. Why is it so funny? Because <laughs> of the way I was telling the story. And then this one time I went down the road this and I time, saw a car and a car and a car came and camp. then we drove away. <laughs> like, no, we used to ride just... bicycles down a path in the park 
And Lauren just thinks it's hilarious that you rode bikes with your dad. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you spent time with your no, dad? No, I just... Oh, like... you knew your dad. <laughs> <laughs> no. You guys loved each other. <laughs> loved each other. <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> My question was, what was the intention of your whole spiel? I'm telling you, this is the flavor brings a specific memory back to me. Okay, that is all you needed to summarize. I needed a lead in with that, actually. But well, one time, this flavor. <laughs> You're such a good storyteller. Let him, let him flesh out. Let me weave you a fresh tale. I feel like I'm a dark and stormy night. <laughs> no, it's not no. one of those tales. I'm no. feeling like I'm like part of the story. Feeling like I'm twenty too. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, I don't know if you saw ABV already on this one. I'm uh, not. This is also a yeasty boy because. Yeah. It's uh, like as you poured that last little bit, little bit in of there, segment, yeah, yeah. There's some some flavor chunks. Interesting, yeah. Four point three percent. Yeah, very light alcohol oh, wow. by volume, which okay. makes sense based on how subdued the flavor yeah. is. And, um, I mean, very this palatable, is really good. Yeah. So you think about that. That's almost one BL equivalent. You know, and it's it's uh, it's below one BL equivalent. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, Ooh. well. Point one percent higher. Oh, is it four point two? Yeah, four point two. So I think it was four point five. That'd be too high. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, four point five is higher. (laughs) Um, Quick math. This is funny. (laughs) Two plus two is four. Um, You know Hmm. that song, Big Shack. I also think two plus two is four. Minus one, that's three. Quick math. Quick math. <laughs> no. Big Shack. Big Shack. Man not hot. I've never heard this. Take off your jacket. Because it said, man not hot. Man never hot. You've never heard that song? I used to play it like every five minutes. Like, in the last couple of years? We will play this. Yeah, we will. Oh, you're going to learn. learn. Um, I think when I poured the second half of that can out into refill our glasses, I'm getting more of that mint flavor now. Not that I mean, oh. you would never want to shake a can of beer, but it's almost, <laughs> like, it's almost like there's a little bit of like a little more at the bottom of that, you know. And we know some bit of the yeast coming through too, so I wonder if, um, you know, now we're just getting a, a better representation of. You flavor. could swirl it. Yeah, swirling. Yeah, there must be like some sediment or something from the mint. Yeah, because now the mint is it made good. with fresh mint or extract? Does it say? Well. This rotating fruit of Goza is your new guilty pleasure. Over 100 pounds of fresh fruit is added to each batch. Well, they don't specify. I think this is their their spiel for all of the all forbidden the fruits. fruits. But I imagine if they're using fresh fruit, they're also using like fresh mint leaves. And, mm. um, and honestly, it's probably better for extraction, I would imagine. Just because if you're doing like mint like extract or oil, I feel like that would be... It'd be like mouthwash. And then that's know. something that's very yeah. difficult to work with because it's very it, easy to have it completely overpowered. Yeah. I use it with like, like fresh mint. Like you can, it's kind of like steeping a little. You can kind of get as much out of it as you want. And then mm-hmm. you're not yeah. You probably won't get a lot of because they don't really have a ton. I mean, you ever like just chewed a mint leaf? Like it yeah. doesn't have a, lot of a ton of like vegetal flavors either. Yeah. So you gotta like really mash them and release all that. <laughs> muddle, muddle them, you know, for a good cocktail. Mm-hmm. Um, Mojito, ooh, like a whiskey smash. Whiskey smash, that's a good mm-hmm. drink. I think that's a, it's like mint whiskey, and then um, 
like fresh lemon juice, I think. Maybe some simple syrup, too. I'm not positive. Yeah. But, you, yeah, just muddle some mint leaves with um, some, like, lemon wedges, I think. And you uh, do a little bit of straining. Mix it with some whiskey. Clearly, I'm a mixologist. I'm describing this very yes. well. Yes. You want, to, you want to use your atomizer. Spritz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think a bartending or cocktail crafting class would be fun. Mm-hmm. Mm. Cocktail crafting. Yes. Yeah, then you can let us know. We'll be mixologists one on one. I will try anything. Yeah, except for tequila or gin <laughs> or, <brandy. laughs> or I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> tequila or gin or vodka. But anything I'll try besides that. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I'm... Uh, speaking of trying, trying that kind of that kind of gets into our task of tasting. We're yeah. trying out a beer, and we did a lot of big words today. Um, effervescence comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Great word. I mean, where does it all stem from, Joe? I mean, what um, what are we talking about here when we talk about tasting a beer and, and describing it? I mean, what really goes into that? Well, lots of things go into it. Uh, you know, one thing, memory. Like, I just had that little example where taking a sip of this reminded me of that specific memory. And Lauren uh, laughed at it. Laughed <laughs> at it. Don't kick the microphone. I'm so sorry. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, like, memory takes in your sight, your smell, your feel. You can listen to the beer if you want to. I mean, that's kind of weird, but... <laughs> this beer is, it's like, crackling. It now. is crackling. It's like a fresh rice bowl of Rice Krispies. Oh, yeah, see? And then you get a nice comparison. Mm-hmm. And that's all part of the, I think, the fun of it is, like, I enjoy trying to, like, pinpoint either... Something the beer reminds me of, something it smells of mm-hmm. or tastes like, um, looks like, and it's it's like a creative outlet in a way. And there's some degree of correctness, but also I think some degree of subjectiveness. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, I mean there's a standard, and then everybody has their own perceptions and memories associated with it, and uh, you know things where they're drawing those evaluations from i mean because if you think about it like evaluating any circumstance if you're seeing something and you have a gut reaction to it or if you're drinking a beer or you're eating something uh it's all based off past experiences how you're conditioned to that so if i smell a beer that smells like cookies or something for example like you could have a specific memory about like going somewhere and having somebody make cookies for you so you might pick up on one note because you have a strong association with it where somebody else may pick something else up. Either because they're genetically, their taste buds are different or their smells are different or they've just experienced that thing in a different way. Yeah. I mean, just like this uh, forbidden fruit gives I think we both kind of commented it wasn't particularly sour or tart. And then for Lauren, it was a little more sour or tart. It was... Sart. Sart. <laughs> Sour and tart. It was tower. I don't know. I, I mean, Star. I have read that women have a uh, stronger sense of smell. And yes. Taste. I would say I have. Women are just stronger in general. Smell and taste. And then I think it's because my eyes are like so-so. My hearing is so-so. So So you're like, so, you're making up for this. Her senses are heightened. Her senses are night. She's blind and deaf, but she can smell and taste things. 
You're like a bloodhound sniffing okay, the guts. No. <laughs> Mouthfeel. She finds herself by smell. Well, they say too with sight. Um, individuals who have diminished or limited sight actually have better hearing yeah. because it's something that they're reliant on. Yeah. Well, it's just funny that if you were to lose those, then <laughs> smell and and taste would be increased. What is in my pocket? You're like, I'm so good at tasting beer now because my eyes are bad. Wait, you're about to be amazed when I pull out of this shirt pocket. Oh, boy. 20 bucks. Popcorn. Oh. Really? (laughs) So that's from today, so. I made popcorn earlier and it fell into the pocket on my pocket tee. Huh. Mm. It's still pretty good. I was questioning how long whatever it was had been in there, so I'm glad it was something I could identify. It's quite fresh. I've got a pocket tee on. Yeah, we you both have pocket tees. I need to remember that for next time. I know. Next time I'm just going to have a pocket full of popcorn because <laughs> I hadn't had it in there for a while. It, it probably looked like I had a weird nipple. <laughs> you know, actually it works as a nice beer holder too. Oh, yeah. If you've got a narrow bottom glass, you can stuff it in your pocket. Oh, yeah, you can. It's a little dangerous feeling like it's going to go flying away, but. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, but tasting. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's, I mean, <laughs> a little off tangent. There's a little bit of a a process, and you can, you know, I think adapt it to your own um, preferences. We've sort of done a very similar thing for the entire year of our East Carolina Beer and Brewing blog, where you know we have a rubric that was developed um, by us. We kind of decided what elements were important to note if we're reviewing and tasting a mm-hmm. beer, and you know, obviously the the appearance of it. You know, if you have the gift of sight or the sense <laughs> of sight. <laughs> um, you know, that's and it plays into it. Um, also, we're learning through doing our um, LC picks blindfolded, essentially. Yeah. That appearance can be deceiving in a way too. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you might go into it with a totally different perception. Um, you know, the aroma, the the mouth yeah. feel of it. You know, how it feels if it's carbonated, if it's bright, if it's flat, viscous, if it's heavy. Um, all these things in sure. our taste. It it all I I guess adds up into the um, experience. Yeah. And it, it really does make drinking a beer, to me, somewhat more enjoyable, just because I feel like I'm getting more out of it than if I were just to sit there and, and drink it. Well, yeah. And, you're taking it, and you're appreciating it, and you're figuring out what's in it, yeah. so. You're learning the story like of the beer. Bud Light. Yeah, you are. From can to glass. From brewer's creative vision to your glass. With love. With love. That's my favorite part. The little bit of love in every yeah. beer. So if you're tasting a beer, what's the, what's the first thing you're going to do, Nick? What's step number one? Well, my step number one is immediately take a look. And I, I try to look as soon as I can after, if it's a draft beer, as soon as I can off the pour. Because sometimes, you know, if there's um, a little bit of carbonation or foam buildup, it can, mm-hmm. it can dissipate very quickly and you have no time to really evaluate that. Um, sometimes it's a really frothy, sticky head of a uh, foam and it lingers around, but, um, what particularly do you do before that, even before that, before you even look at it, Ooh. after you've acquired the beer, before you even looked at it and I've acquired the beer. So say like what we're doing now, oh, we yeah. have that can of beer. What did we do before this? Ooh. You gotta find the right setting for the beer. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, Not your answer. But... 
Uh, you do. You have to. You know. You have to connect with the beer. You got to yeah. set the lighting. No, you got to pick uh, the right glass. Oh, that's yeah, the right glass. The right glass every time. <laughs> and then when you pick the right glass, and you get the right setting, and you set the mood. <laughs> you well, correct. That and beer. I guess it's not that important, but you know, there are times when if you you know if you're really trying to evaluate a beer, you can be um, thrown off by you know like sort of like. Changes. Well, I mean, really, from like other smells in the air. If you're in a room with like candles or Mm -hmm. you know a glade, you know, airwick thing. Oh, you're talking about those all different. Yeah, if it goes off next to you, I mean, you're you're. you're Oh yeah, how many times smells interfered with us trying to taste a beer? Like perfume, perfume, Mm. and if you're like we've been at places where they've had like barbecue. Yeah, or something Mm. next door. It's so hard to smell beer. All I smell is that, or like smoke or something. And even like so, don't smoke more. first. Yeah, don't. Oh, your palate and your taste buds are wrecked. Um, I was gonna say too, just uh, with sometimes sound, um, it can be just just a distraction. I think mm-hmm. like it's hard for your brain to, you know, for your senses to work because your sense of hearing is working on, you know. Oh yeah. Taking in the you know band maybe playing music or like a lot of chatter at the, the brewery, so it can you be know, there's some great tricky. discussion about that on on the Stuff You Should Know podcast. Stuff I just recently <laughs> recently did an episode on noise pollution and some of the science behind that mm-hmm. and how actually people can have a higher rate of heart disease and other morbidities where they are exposed to chronic noise pollution because it causes like cortisol spikes and wow. keeping you in a fight or flight. So, very interesting stuff. Yeah. Check it out. But yeah, I mean, you want to be able to focus. So, if you're talking about a, a beer judge tasting a beer, they're going to be in a room where there's some sort of uh, tranquility. Not a lot of distractions. The bright lights aren't going to be blazing. Uh, and really, all it's going to be them being able to focus on the beer. And that's, that is a, is a good setting. Yeah. So, then you find that, that place, or you just don't care, and you're like... Who gives a crap? I'm gonna try here. Yeah. Uh, picking a glass is always fun. They, mm-hmm. there's a, you know, you can look up a guide. Where do you, which glass is for which type of beer? Um, yeah, that's fun and all. Like with your when you're at home, but don't don't stress about it too much. I mean, as long as you have a glass that usually has a narrower rim than it does the rest of the body, you're gonna have a good collection of aromas, and it's gonna enhance your tasting of the beer. You know, the standard pint glass that you get everywhere. That The no-nick pint? No, that's the no. we're talking about the American standard shaker pike pint. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah. All right. Are they not similar? No. Okay. <laughs> I'll just stay over here in the no, corner. No, the no-nick pint. The no-nick pint is actually like no-nick. Like it doesn't nick because the way it stacks. So it has a bubbled oh. out edge. And it, that also traps aromas a little bit better. The shape of the, like, the cone of the, like, standard shaker pint just causes all that aroma to escape, you know. You know, it's it's tapered, it's wider at the rim, but it doesn't really have anything to catch it, so everything goes off. And usually, most beers are served without a good head, so that also ruins the aroma. So, we'll get to that in a moment, but... But a good good note about the Nomic pint is Mm -hmm. that it's probably the preferred substitution. If you're going to go just for more of a pint glass that's not yeah uh you know tulip glass or like a, a snifter or anything mm-hmm. like that um i would i, would, I prefer to have a new yeah i mean that's it's a nice glass plus it's just a nice looking glass it does it's 
makes you feel like you're somewhere else, like like I'm in a pub in Oi, or something. you in a pub, yeah. mate. Yeah. Blimey. Blimey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, you know, great. Usually if you're thinking about a Nonic pint, porters, browns, ambers, usually going to be served in one of those. Uh, but you, so you can get crazy like that. You know, you can do IPA glasses. You can uh, say that you want a tulip glass for sours and you want a deep uh, tulip, basically, for stouts and things. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a lot of variety and variation. Pilsner glass, bites and glasses. Those are some of the cool, cool ones. Yeah. Big, tall, curvy glasses. So... It's pretty interesting, but if you got something, anything will work. You can even pour yeah. it in your hands. Try from there. <laughs> Lap it up a bowl. Not, not recommended. <laughs> yeah. So what's step number two? We were only on the first step. Well, it's, it's just all very... Yeah, Finding very, a setting. Yeah. And picking a glass. Yeah. We all encompass into one. So now all we've right. got all that. Now we've got the beer. We've got the setting. It's in the right glass. We've got a poured, got that, a which poured. also is an important thing. Oh my gosh. Getting in all this minutia, but... Yeah. Yeah, you pour it. You don't want to be as delicate as possible, so you don't generate a head, but you want to start, usually tilt the glass, pour it in moderate velocity, straighten the glass, and pour it, and then get a nice, you know, what is it, one inch of head is what yeah, they say. Yeah, I think, I think that's... Three quarters to one inch of, of a nice collar of foam at the top, and uh, that just makes it look nice, right? So usually, just check out the beer. Take a look at it. You know, you've heard us kind of do that, too. What does it remind you of? What does it look like? Is it hazy? Is it clear? Is it dark? Is it light? Because that itself will shape your tasting experience. Part of the reason we do the blind ones. Right. So we can try to figure it out. But what We got anything else on appearance? Well, and you know, kind of getting back to the pour aspect of that, um, not only does it help you know, when you do what might be a more correct or a, a better... Better pour for the beer to you know to produce some head. Don't be afraid of it. You know, let it let it happen. Because not only does it look nice, and you're releasing some of those you know, aromatics, you're also saving yourself a little bit of um, gastro issue later because all that you know that carbonation that can be mm. in the beer. You're helping to release some of that by not having that state in the body of the beer and then consumed. It's you know it's releasing when you're pouring it. So then. You consume it, you get less of that CO2, and then you're not bloated and bloated and stuff. And you can drink more beer. There's a great video on that online. It's like 30 seconds or a minute long of someone demonstrating that exact fact and like how it basically the two beers, the the level of carbonation was insanely different. Yeah. It gets in your stomach and it it starts to just expand. Yeah. You get a little more uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. So I could drink more. If I always poured it into a glass. Yeah, and you give it a nice hearty pour, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Lauren, say, not that, right. should, yeah, should you drink more than, uh, what? Uh, so after you, you know, give it a, a thorough visual inspection, probably going to move on to smelling the beer. Hmm. This is something why you, you do while you're tasting and before, but. Yeah, very important to do mm-hmm. at the beginning. At the beginning. And you're trying to just basically do a few things. You can take some deep sniffs, some faraway ones. and uh, I've seen even ones where people will like waft it by their face and, and try to catch some of those extremely volatile compounds that will mm-hmm. be there. So interesting. I don't really, when I've done that myself, I haven't really gotten a huge bit. 
maybe it's yeah. maybe one or two times that that might have been in my head. Yeah, I think it it had to be you know very potent aromas for it to be at that point because you're the wafting is really not you're gonna get a lot of subtlety that way. I wouldn't feel. Um, I haven't had much luck myself with that. It's um, I like doing a, some of the sometimes if I'm really having a trouble a trouble time doing it, I'll I'll do a cover. I hand over the cover yeah, glass and, and swirl it, swirl it around, and then go for a deep inhale there, and that'll, that'll usually help get um, get a better uh, experience smelling the beer. But uh, yeah, there's some um, different techniques you can try. Um, I just think it's important to smell it because I think that kind of gives you a good impression of what the beer is going to taste like. For one, kind of let you know also like how strong it might be mm-hmm. you can detect if it's going to be a heavy abv if it's going to be mild if it's going to be sweet um but also then you can kind of compare that with your your tasting notes later yeah which sometimes end up very different mm-hmm. um so i mean you can do that what do we we usually do the mouthfeel first but yeah. it's not really some it's people do it after yeah. yeah it's all together anyway we just the way we write it out but you're probably going to notice the taste of the beer first. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple of components to that, you know, when it first hits your tongue, you, then you can let it sit there for a minute, let it warm up. And then when you swallow it, you still get some flavors and you actually get some, some aroma from that as well. Retronasal. Retronasal olfaction. Yeah. Uh, so it gets you basically once it's kind of warmed up, gone to the back of your throat you might be able to pick up some more subtlety or, or something that you haven't had before um but yeah it's it's yeah. a pretty complex process and and when you're tasting too like be mindful of your temperature you know if you get a beer that's freezing cold it's probably not going to be that strong smelling uh or strong tasting but as it warms up you might get some more flavors that you hadn't before so like stouts are mm-hmm. a big example of this and other beers kind of their flavor changes when they warm up. Yeah, and, and that's a good note to uh, to make about the different beers, uh, glasses as well, because a lot of those curved kind of like tulip glasses or snifters, they really lend themselves to being kind of cradled in your hands, mm-hmm. and that allows you to kind of... Snifter, that's the word I yeah. kind of remember earlier. <laughs> yeah. I was like trying to describe it, and I'm like, oh, what is it? Yeah, and that, you know, that can really help, I think, with the, the temperature of the beer you know yeah how you hold it uh, and and increasing technically Mm -hmm. yeah so then that allows it i think to kind of come to the right temp and um enhance that but uh yeah so with mouthfeel um part of that being with the the tasting part um i mean what what are you guys looking for when you're kind of like evaluating or just you know noting the mouthfeel like lauren what what do you think is what do you think is important to look for with mouthfeel like maybe what's what kind of beer do you prefer like what kind of aspects of the mouthfeel do you like really like, really get you hyped up about a beer <laughs> hype train smoothness <laughs> which Smooth. is i guess too it also depends on what kind of beer am i anticipating so like right. if i'm having a porter and a stout i'd like something to be very smooth on the palate versus yeah. like if i'm gonna have a goza or a new england ipa i'm gonna have that more like poppiness carbonation yeah. yeah, what, what, what is that yeah. called <laughs> a little bit of like bite a little bit of yeah, yeah. bite bites probably like a, a better way to say mm-hmm. that yeah mm-hmm. and i'm anticipating that so i think if i was anticipating one thing and i got something else i might be a little disappointed 
Yeah. No, that's that's fair. And with like I was thinking about youth like stouts and like porters. You know, a lot of them have more of like a medium body, kind of like mm-hmm. smooth, almost like viscous and creamy in a mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Um, not usually a ton of like bite or you know yeah. carbonation there, but sometimes you get mm-hmm. totally Some thrown them, off. Yeah, yeah. Some of them can have none. I've not yeah. had one of those yet though. They're still, <laughs> still stout. A still stout. Basically non-carbonated. Do you like your stout sparkling or still? <laughs> <laughs> if anybody ever, anybody ever uh-huh. asked me that, I'd be usually they're totally like big barrel aged ones that have been sitting in the barrels for like yeah. a while, and then yeah, it's like a fancy thing. Oh, <laughs> 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 please pull the glow around. Yeah. Well, the uh, Perrier stout. <laughs> Perrier stout. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man, yeah. I don't know. I think I like a nice crisp beer. Bright finish, like a little bright carbonation, a little bit drying, yeah, and then kind of rounds out sharply. Yeah, those are those are good beers for like I think if you're eating something. So I feel like it helps to kind of lift flavors, cleanse your palate a little bit as you're drinking it. Mm-hmm. Um, cleanse the palate. Nothing wrong with having like a stout with food. I think I'd but have like a too dessert, heavy. Like some yeah, sweet. yeah. I think that's but not something too sweet. Probably. Something more mild, like a pound cake. <laughs> pound cake. <laughs> Angel food. Yes, cake. let me just make a pound cake, and we can have stouts. Angel food. Ooh, yeah. actually, yeah. I actually, that's think a good that idea. Great. <laughs> Next week, tune in. We'll be having pound cake. <laughs> I haven't made pound cake in a while. I don't know if I've ever made what it. What are they called? Yeah, called pound cake. Pound of sugar, like pound of butter, pound of flour. <laughs> so it's a three-pound cake. <laughs> I didn't know that. How do I know that? Yeah. Any man with his salt, sorry Nick, knows what's in a pound cake. Oh, I don't know. Watch the little Food Network. <laughs> little Alton oh, Brown. So this one time, Joe was with his dad and they made a pound cake. <laughs> Reminds me of an oddly specific scenario with a close relative of mine. Close relative. We once, I walked up to my grandfather and said, Papa, what is in a what is it, a pound cake? He said, boy, you fool. <laughs> and send me away. <laughs> and then I learned. <laughs> I did my own research in the library. <laughs> I went to okay. the library, studied for hours, pulled the microfiche <laughs> from the archives. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, but yeah, that sounds good. And let's pour some stout into the cake batter. Ooh, a stout, a stout Ooh. pound cake. stout pound cake. I like Stound it. cake. I love it. I want some more of it. Well, I think really the only aspect we didn't really touch on was uh, in our own evaluation, you know, the drinkability of a beer. Which again, I think is totally subjective. Um, and it's sometimes hard to sort of like grade or provide feedback on because it does really depend on the style of beer. Yeah. You know, the, the, the ABV. Um, and it, it, it could be something that for that style and for you know, yeah. a heavy alcohol by volume or a, you know higher you know IBU um, metric. I mean, it can be like wow, like this this imperial stout is super easy to drink, but it is twelve percent. It is a little bit roasty, yeah. um, you know, a little bit of smoke or char yeah. from maybe some you know parted by some barrels. So, granted, for this style, it's very drinkable in general it's not gonna be so that's highly yeah. drinkable for for most people and for 
you know, and you should probably kind of, you know, be careful of how much you drink of it. So, yeah. Um, but that, I mean, you could grade based off style evaluations, you know, if you go on like the beer judge, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. 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 The, what the heck? BJCP. Yes. That's it. Yeah, yeah. You can check out the BJCP style guidelines and then you could make an evaluation from that. But I mean, personal preference is always, yeah. You know, so I just, I, I basically, yeah, basically, Mostly on how easy it is to drink for my own um, preferences, and then compare that to the style of the beer, you know, other factors uh, that I mentioned earlier. And you know, if it's, I, I might give a four out of five score to, you know, a, a barrel aged stout because it is very drinkable. It's very sweet. You know, it has good flavor. It's a smooth mouthfeel. It's not very sharp. Not a lot of alcohol notes. And I, you know, that's a four to five, but I may, you know, I may give a Kolsch like a three and a half out of five just because it maybe is a little flat, like the flavor mm-hmm. is just kind of lacking. It's very mild. Um, so I mean, really just, just depend on the final product compared to the style and my own sort of, you know, mm-hmm. again, it's a very subjective thing, I think, but yeah. there also is sort of a, a method to the madness. Yeah. It's not all just willy nilly. Willy, willy nilly. Uh, I mean, while we're talking about style, why don't we go ahead, or tasting, why don't we go ahead and try LC's pick yeah, of the week. Put it all to the <laughs> test. <laughs> LC's. All right, gentlemen. Start your engines. For this week's beer of the week, it is a North Carolina beer. A North Carolina beer? Oh, me, oh, my. Any fresh glasses? We do have. There's two behind me. Perfect. Don't get too close now. Ooh, and I said that right as you did it, because my eyes were closed. Okay, keep your eyes closed. Eyes are closed. I think we need to get some secondary fermentation branded blindfolds. Ooh, yeah. That's a good idea. Or just like some headbands that we could pull over our eyes. Or some wool. (laughs) (laughs) For Lord to pull over our eyes. (laughs) Bush light incident. I was about to say. Some ski masks. I'm sorry, bush heavy. It was bush heavy. We'll turn the ski mess backwards. The ski mess still vials. Backwards balaclavas. Band name. Backlaclavas. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? We're the backwards balaclavas. Don't have to be confused with the baklavas. <laughs> Is your beer pouring? Hey, did you just try it? <laughs> no, not yet. All right. Glass. Glass. Um, Ooh, did you give me a tiku glass? Yes. Ooh, tiku glass. A great glass. all-rounder. All right, so I'm going to listen to this beer since uh, I haven't. Nice tulip glass here. Ooh, the way this foam is crackling, it's like a slow crackle. Like, it's got some protein in the head. Sounds nice. It's it's like a low... Gentle popping. Yeah. It's almost like the sound of rainfall. It kind of is. I could, you know, I could say, hey, hey, play this (laughs) to a device that is... Owned by a company that does software, and then if I say its name, it'll activate and then start spouting. Out <laughs> I was wondering why you weren't. I was like, <laughs> is there a copyright issue? Or? I was like, oh no, just it'll turn on. I say Google. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I could, you know, usually I'll ask it to play wave sounds or, or rain, but I could say, play this beer's bubbling head. Did you taste that already? Or you smell I'm, it? I'm smelling it still. Um... Smells a bit roasty. Yeah, definitely a lot of malt character here. It smells also 
a little it's hard to describe like astringent kind of a smell or something like I guess sharp it's definitely chock full of malt oh yeah that yeah I get that I get what you're character. saying about that kind of astringent, <laughs> astringent smell um some kind of spice like molasses or something like kind of in that malt yeah there's a bit smell. of sweetness yeah to it but like in I know what you're saying about like the molasses to like that I don't even know how to describe it other than molasses it smells interesting that's good hmm not hoppy or anything obviously I think this is definitely a dark beer uh, let's taste it yeah took my first sip um it's yeah. smooth yeah smooth mouthfeel very light bodied yeah it's, it is well relatively light it's still got some body to it but it's got a really soft carbonation um and it's not really drying or anything. This is definitely a stout or something. Yeah, I'm having a tough time describing the malt flavor because it's a bit roasty, but it's not super dark or roasty. It's, it's kind of like a uh, mm-hmm. a light roast. Yeah. I'm not getting much like, I wouldn't say like any chocolate, which is sometimes common in stouts. That's be lower on the ABV scale too. Or it could be like some alcohol in there that's disguising it. Like I can't tell if it's bitterness from like some char malt, some black malt, mixing with like a little bit of alcohol sweetness. That's making it weird. Tan head. Dark tan head. Mm-hmm. Really dark beer. Can't see any light through it. Black. Yeah, and like the the head is like made up of like soft micro bubbles are not really like a this is a very thin head even though it's kind of leaving a small ring around mm-hmm. um, super smooth though super easy to drink like the mouth feels like full but it's like soft like yeah yeah it's like it's not like a really sticky or like viscous um, mouth feel where sometimes like heavier stouts can like they're like coating everything but it's also not dry like you said it's just kind of like light to medium bodied with Mm -hmm. not much um kind of like residual body to yeah to coat your tongue or anything so where's this from north carolina where um within probably 15 minutes of our house i grab it okay because it's a stout. <laughs> it's within oh, 15 minutes well, of our house. Well, that was the only thing that I didn't uh, want to say. Really? I mean, there are several other, I guess, not that commercially known. Yeah, I'm thinking that. Yeah, I'm thinking. Kind of gave away. Canned. Close. Kinston's dark too far away. Yeah. And they're the dark beer specialists. Okay. Well, we Duck Rabbit Brewing, Farmville, North Carolina. From Duck Rabbit. Hmm. Nationally recognized. I, I, I definitely, just, I mean. It seems a little familiar. Yeah. I mean, it's not like their flagship milk stout, but it's. Um, no, it's definitely not. You know, there's only a version of their. What do they have? They have. They have the oyster stout. Yeah, it's not. We've had the Baltic port. It's not that. Yeah, but could that weird funk be not like the weird funk, but like that astringent kind of. 
sharp could that be like the oyster salinity what other stouts are there from them i mean they have a bunch but it doesn't taste like the baltic porter no and it's like well it could be this time of year that they because they kind of have seasonal releases i'm I'm guessing this could be more but didn't they do the we heavy was the seasonal one that just came out the scotch ale yeah i think they have i'm not gonna Uh, i'm gonna try to pretend to guess the the beer itself but it's around a 5.6%. Oh, so Nick was close. Or he said lower ABV. Did you actually say no? I didn't guess a, a, a numeric value. Just, I... And so what do you think it's not from Doug Rabbit, though? I mean, I, I think we eliminated like two or three. We said it's, I mean, it's not the milk stout. And it's, it's not? It's not? It doesn't. It's not? This can't be. It is? So this is actually the oyster milk stout, black. Pearl. Oh, black. So pearl. it's not the plain milk stout. No, but I thought you were ruling out all of the milk stout. Oh, no, I just knew it wasn't the milk stout. Oh. Yeah. So you had the oyster, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's it's so they have. I have had this beer before, but it was like that time that we yeah. went randomly. Don't they have another They're oyster stout? I must not have checked it in. Oh. I looked at that. They might have another oyster. And the reason I'm saying they had left? a different... Oh, yes, here. Fill me up. It comes out well, very foamy. Well, we knew it was a dark beer, I guess. We didn't really go out on a limb and try to guess much, but it's, what can we do? We, we figured out the br- tough, with, yeah. with some clues. Yeah, oyster stouts, you don't have enough to be like... But if you think about it in the context of that, now it's like, well, maybe that is like salinity that I'm... Salinity, good word. Selena Gomez? Selena. Salinity. Who's Selena? Or... Celine. Celine Dion. Oh gosh. You're so yeah, Blake, Blake, Blake. I said Blake Pearl. Black Pearl Oyster Stout. Uh, it's, it's like it's a good beer. It's the seasonal one, right? Duck Rabbit Brewing. Great. They distribute actually throughout North Carolina and even probably in some other areas now. Where'd you get that from, Lauren? Food Line. Food oh, Line grocery store. Yeah. The, that's, see that's one thing about yeah, duck rabbit is that, yeah they definitely are more distribution focused than, yeah yeah the tap room is just like yeah we have one but it's still a fun place that's a very low-key place to go four taps like two person inside seating capacity it's great and then a nice little outdoor space yeah yeah all right well cool so uh i guess that takes us to what did we what did we learn Lauren, why don't you start us off? I've learned that the whole process of having a beer is way more involved <laughs> than I initially anticipated. But only There's if you're a nerd. Lots of yeah. things. I mean, you, yeah, you've definitely watched us do our little thing, but I think we we do a lot of it kind of yeah internally and yeah. You know. You've also not seen us do it, you know, like we're playing boom or something. I'm not like, but like. Yeah. What is that? Oh, bush latte? Yeah. Bush latte. Nah, nah. What'd you learn, Nick? Um, I learned that, you know, when it comes to, um, you know, picking out your, uh, your, your glassware, it should be more of a focus, I think, than, than I typically do on my own. I think the nice thing about going to a brewery or a tap room is they mm-hmm. do the work for you, but when I'm at home... And I have classes at my disposal, but I, I typically don't think past just like a, you know, I might yeah. throw it in a tulip or a, 
TV mm-hmm. last. It's kind time. of an odd, all all doer. Yeah, I mean, there's really there's really a, a method to the madness of um, you know picking out the the right glassware if you really want to get nitty you know the nitty gritty of, of trying a beer. Um, and also learn that uh, you have a very sensitive palate for solidity. <laughs> Probably not. I just think I had process of elimination with logic, knowing what they make. Logic. Uh, I guess that I learned that Papa would not give me the recipe to pound cake. <laughs> I had to go to the local library and study the microfiche in yeah. order to. I wish I could say it. that I learned what was in a pound cake, but I don't know if we've ever determined. It's a pound, a pound, a pound. Okay, that was how it initially was done. Um, I'm not quite sure those are the same ratios. Now you pound it. You take your fist and you punch the heck out of it. Well, I think... Oh, no, it's butter, sugar, eggs. Uh, Wait, no, it's got to be flour, too. I have no idea. The world may never know. The world will never know, and someone's laughing very hard at us for not knowing such a simple concept. This is a beer podcast, not a baking podcast. Yeah, exactly. So, well, I also want to say uh, oh, yeah, thanks, thanks, Lauren, for picking up this Black Pearl for the pick. Um, thanks to Jarvis Street for hooking us up with the Gizmo Forbidden Fruits. Um, I definitely need to go back there because that was like one of the last crap beers in my fridge. But I tried to stock up my last time at Jarvis Street because I knew mm-hmm. I wanted to always have an NC beer or a, on a, hand. a nice beer to have on hand that we haven't had that we could do a quick review on. Mm-hmm. But I am... Nearing the end of my stash, so... Yeah, I need to get some more, too. I'm running low. Yeah, it's actually... I bet... Ooh, I bet... Now that we're really nearing into November and stout season, have International Stout Day, I bet they want a lot of stouts. Mm -hmm. So, just expect some stouts to be in the docket of... uh, Stouty. Stoutcast. Hope you don't get sick of them, because we won't. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, that wraps us up in... Thank you for listening. Cheers. Y'all come back now. Y'all come back now here.